4: Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
0: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Now, most days, if you come in and talk about the NBA, it is filled with contrived, made-up nonsense. A bunch of people using weasel words and cliches telling you what is going to happen. And it almost never happens. Stuff that's manipulated nonsense that we love, right? We love that. People trying to gain traction, get more followers on social media and all that. Well, Thursday was not one of those days. We had actual stuff that happened. The New York Knicks dropping a guillotine on their pathetic, disgusting roster of a basketball team. An absolute pitiful joke of an NBA team. The New York Knicks had been that way for several years. Now, it started out simply enough. The story began with reports that trickled out of New York that Kristaps Porzingis had met with the, the big cheese there with the Knicks, the brass, and they had a come-to-Jesus meeting with Kristaps Porzingis. And the reports early on were like, eh, they gave the impression, they're like, yeah, he he's not happy with the direction of the team and he wants some things to change. All right, fine. I, I, who would be happy with the direction of the Knicks? Right. Maybe one of those old New York Broadway stars that still go to Madison Square Garden because they got nothing else to do. Maybe one of them. But other than that, who would be happy? Everyone would be unhappy. The Knicks blow. They're they're unwatchable. They're a joke. Right? It's the worst show on Broadway or off Broadway. Nick basketball. It's absolutely terrible. All right. So so that if, it made sense. But then they're like, well, wait a minute. No, Porzingis is not happy. He wants he wants changes or he wants to be traded. And you're like, ah, sure, here we go again. Strike up the band, just like Anthony Davis, right? Here we go again. And there were early reports. When I say early, this didn't last very long. When I say early, this didn't last very long. So there were this, the teams came up, well, maybe the Knicks will trade them to the Nets. The Clippers, because everybody wants to be a Clipper. The Miami Heat, the Spurs, What's what was that about? The Raptors, what? Toronto, say what? All right, so those were some of the teams that were tossed out. And while that didn't happen, the trade rumor wasn't a rumor. It was a fact. It wasn't fake news. It was reality. Because within a, an hour or a couple hours, the Knicks, after meeting with Kristaps Porzingis, had gone on Amazon and shipped him same-day delivery, outbound from New York, inbound to Dallas – in a massive game of musical chairs. And I assume you heard about this, but maybe not. Headed to the Mavericks are Kristaps Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, whoever that is, and Courtney Lee, whoever that is, uh, and also uh, some other other things involved. Now heading to the Knicks, Dennis Smith Jr., who asked to be traded, he was unhappy a couple weeks ago, he gets his wish. DeAndre Jordan. He's back from the glory days of Clipper basketball back in the day. Who? The great DeAndre Jordan. Hammer dunks. Man, is he entertaining. He's a Nick. You got him. And Wesley Matthews. I don't know. Never who that, heard of I don't know who that is. And a couple of future first-round draft picks, allegedly. So there's a lot to unpack. So let's discuss here this big wheeling and dealing day in the NBA, a real old-school trade. All right. So the question is: We'll grade the trade. Now, I am a professor. I've been studying the art of the trade for many, many years here behind the microphones of Fox Sports Radio. So let's grade the trade. Maller report card. I am here. I have the report card. I have the pad of paper. I have the pen for the report card. Are you prepared? All right. My knee-jerk trade reaction the New York Knickerbockers get a C-, and the Mavericks get an F, an F for the Mavericks. You fail. You get nothing. Now, first of all, my theory on this, and I've been proven correct 99.9% of the time on a Maller theory. My theory is that Kristaps Porzingis did not want to be traded. He simply thought he had more juice than he did. Right, The, the, the Knicks are just like the Lakers. that They, they hype up their young players as the, the franchise saviors. And Porzingis, remember, Porzingis, over the last couple of years, he was billed at, right there on the, the marquee as the, you know, the unicorn, the messiah of New York basketball. He was the center of the universe. The legend, almighty, all-powerful, was built to mythical proportions. And Porzingis, he's like, hey, wait a minute, man. My poop doesn't stick. I got muscles. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to take a page out of LeBron James' playbook because LeBron runs the Lakers. I'm going to run the Knicks. I'm the new sheriff in town. I'm the new unicorn. Flex my muscles. I'm sick and tired of this pathetic Lottery-bound team. I want winners. Right? So he went in there, Porzingis. He told them exactly what a bunch of boobs they were, uh, complete idiots, putting that dreck out on the court every night. You know what that was? That was an error in judgment by Porzingis. Oops-a-daisy. Right? The story said Porzingis expressed his concern for the habitual losing the direction of the franchise, which is right down the toilet into the sewer, tanking after every year, uncertainty about the, the culture, which is a losing culture, that had been developed in the organization. How did that work out? The Knicks management, they listened very closely. They looked Porzingis right in the eye. They listened to what he had to say. They thanked him. They said, okay, we'll, we'll look this over here. Then they got him an Uber, and they took him to JFK to send him outbound. You talk about a miscalculation. That is a miscalculation by Kristaps Porzingis, and he's right now getting fitted for cowboy boots and one of those comically large ten-gallon cowboy hats. Is uh, is what he's getting right now. The, the reason I gave the Knicks a higher grade, a passing grade, a C minus grade. The reason I gave the Knicks a higher grade. It's very simple. And I, I usually people say, ah, you don't usually do that. because yeah, the Knicks got a the, the Knicks traded the player that was the top player, Porzingis. And that is true. I normally when I grade a trade, whoever got the player I've heard of that's the better player, I give that team the win. But I'm giving the win to the Knicks who traded Porzingis. The reason I'm doing that is because they traded an injured ball player. I don't buy that this all happened organically in an hour. You've got to be pretty gullible to think that's the case. The Knicks have been positioning. It's kind of like we talked about Anthony Davis and that he lost all his leverage by announcing that he wanted to leave and have his agent tell everyone he wanted to play for the Lakers. The advantage went to New Orleans because now they're not the bad guys, and they've got Anthony Davis. He's the bad guy. Fan base is not going to say, "Oh, I like that this guy doesn't want to play or he's unhappy." So the Knicks started spreading this around. I, they couldn't wait. I think they had a group text with Woj and uh, Shams and all these NBA insider guys, and they said they must they must have sent out the text at the same time because within a minute, Mark Stein, who's my favorite NBA insider, shout out Saddleback College, uh, Mark Stein, and uh, from the New York Times, Woj. And Shams all sent out the trade within a minute, which tells me that was a group text by somebody who either, I assume it came from the Knicks that that was the source, but could have been from the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, and and so Porzingis was not wrong to scrutinize the pathetic New York basketball organization, but the golden rule is if you make waves with your boss, you can expect an aftershock. If you come in there and you try to cause an earthquake, there will be aftershocks. Now, as for the players that came back to New York, Dennis Smith Jr., very talented. He's had a a couple of sporadic good games in his NBA career. But do I expect him to blossom in the bright lights at Madison Square Garden? Uh, The odds are very low. The odds are very low. It's highly unlikely. I give him a less less than 20% chance. We'll say 15% chance that he is the guy that he was supposed to be. Now, DeAndre Jordan, he could boomerang his way back to the Clippers. There's a good chance that he never even plays for the Knicks because they're not trying to win, and he's actually a decent player, and they'll buy him out, and that's that's something where we could see down the line a couple of weeks where he'll end up either going to the Clippers or somewhere else. And then Wesley Matthews, he's just a throw-in. And you know, New York's dreaming of this... You know, a, a cold reading with the lottery like they had with Patrick Ewing where Adam, you know, Adam, not Adam Silver, David Stern rigged the lottery, the old commissioner, to get Patrick Ewing in New York. So the New York fan would like that. So Zion Williamson, the dookie, will come save the day as the conquering hero. And we're also going after you know, Kevin Durant. Now this is the big thing, right? Durant, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Davis. The salary cap wonks tell me that the Knicks are going to have $71 million to spend under the salary cap because of this trip. Now, I don't cheer for salary cap space. I've never seen any man, woman, or child buy a ticket and get excited to watch salary cap space. It has never scored a single point. It has been irrelevant, so I don't get excited about salary cap space, but the basketball nerds love it. They can't get enough. They're aroused at this the salary cap space. It's the fairy tale approach, right? You're sol- You're selling hope. It's false hope. People buy false hope all the time. They want. They like what they hear. They know that it's likely not going to happen. It's the same reason people buy lottery tickets. You're not going to win the lottery. The math is against you. But you like the idea of winning, the lottery. Winning the Mega Millions. Winning the Powerball, you're like that's pretty good. I would like to have that, so that's what I'm going to do, right? That's 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 how that's going to go down. Uh, and it's it's the wishful thinking thing. It's just like I remember when Larry Brown got hired to coach the Knicks many years ago. Oh, he's going to be great. Isaiah Thomas, oh my God, Isaiah Thomas, he's a legend from the Pistons. Mike D'Antoni, the D'Antoni system's coming to the Big Apple. Derek Fisher. He runs the triangle he learned under Phil Jackson. Wait oh, Well, we have Phil Jackson. Wow, he's the Zen master. Carmelo Anthony. They had a ticker tape parade when Carmelo showed up to New York. Yeah, that's the ticket. That's the ticket. Now, the second thing here, the Mavericks are taking a huge risk in this trade. That's why I give them an F. Kristaps Porzingis is a very whimsical guy. He is on his,
6: you
5: know, he's on the second tier of the, Players in the NBA. He's not a a headline guy. He's not a top-of-the-fold guy. The Knicks tried to make him something he was not. Can he take that giant leap? Can he get the training wheels off and become a transcendent headliner and a one-two punch with the Mavericks with Luka Doncic, which is what they want? I'm actually a fan of Przingis. I don't hate Przingis. I like that he's not bashful. I love the fact that when he wanted to date a beautiful woman on Instagram – that was his dating service. He still is. You know, he wants a beautiful booty model. He will do it on the public forum. He won't do it in a, he won't slide into the private messages. He will just put his he will put his horniness out there. I, I love that about Porzingis. Because most of us wouldn't do that. But the Mavericks get an F because they picked up an injured player. And it's kind of like if you were to go to Wall Street, or not Wall Street, Walmart, and let's say you needed to buy a microwave. And you went to Walmart to buy a microwave, and you notice that the box has been open, And not only has the box been open, there's a dent on the microwave. Are you going to buy that product? Are you going to say, no, nah, nah, it's damaged. It's already been open and it's damaged. I can't do that. Since entering the NBA in the 2015-2016 season, Porzingis has been about as tough as a unicorn. And that is not a compliment. He has missed 110 games, 110 games and counting. He hasn't played in 360 days since he suffered his ACL injury. He might or might not play at all this year for the Mavericks. They say he might be able to play in mid-February. So the Mavericks and Mark Cuban are gambling that he is going to come back healthy. It's risky business. This has buyer's remorse written all over it. And also, Prazingis, he supposedly wanted to stay in New York. Or go to L.A. or Miami, and it's pretty hard to find the ocean in Dallas. I mean, you could do it, but it would, it would have to be several earthquakes and all. you got to be more of a lake guy if you live in Dallas. So the, the Mavericks have to re-sign the unicorn. That's the other thing. here. Otherwise, it's basketball Armageddon. You combine this with other trades, and the Mavericks have traded away three first-round picks over the next five years. But they want that one-two punch with Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis uh, good luck. Now, the real—if you want to say—the only way the Mavericks won is they stuck it to DeAndre Jordan. Now, I remember DeAndre famously—he was going to sign with the Mavericks years ago, and then the Clippers like locked him in his house and wouldn't let him leave. And they came back to the Clippers, and then he finally—he he finally said, oh, "I'm going to go to Dallas." And then, like months later, Cuban's, "Oh yeah, screw you! I'm trading you to New York." Ha <laughs> ha! But. Uh, it it really when you break it all down, it's basically this trade is: Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take all the players I don't like, and then you take the players you don't like, and then we'll change, right? We'll change, and it it, it didn't work when they were wearing my laundry, but it's gonna work in your laundry, and your laundry uh, is gonna be better. It's essentially rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, is what it is for the Knicks, and uh, they're playing the well. We're gonna we're gonna get us two superstars. All right. It is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Let's say hello to Edmund, Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold Garcia. Good news, Eddie. The food's arrived, Eddie. I see that. That's a big box of food. That by is the way. a big box of food. Look at that. Is wow. he wearing? Hello e- is he
7: wearing Eagle stuff? Oh man! Take fly that. Eagles, fly. Oh, he's got the. Ju- oh, he's got a full oh, jersey get on. Out of here. I don't oh, I you're, love that. You probably spitting the sandwich. Uh, he Get out of here. No, I hope it wasn't mine. <laughs>
5: make, make
7: sure it was Ben's sandwich.
5: Please. Oh no, he's Oh, that's disgusting. Eagle crap. Looks, looks good. Looks that is good. terrible. No, don't bring that in, Coop. I don't want that. That's contraband. I don't want that in here, Coop. I don't need contraband. How dare you?
7: What is this? All right, he's he's got a, he's holding up a picture of Nick Foles
8: <laughs> holding the Super Bowl trophy. <laughs>
5: I like this guy.
7: Well done.
5: Good job by you. Is it, this is <laughs> <a, laughs> this is that's that's hilarious. Oh, he's got Nick Foles resume <laughs> on the back. All right, uh, very nice. Be sure to catch
0: live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I don't know if you know this, but we are not at the Super Bowl. I know that's shocking to me also that we're not in Atlanta hanging out freeloading on the company. I just want you to know, the party comes to us. Right? You got guys like Philly Rob and Vegas Rob and these these guys spoil. You guys have been so good to us over the years here. You take care of us. Trying to get me fat again. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'll just get back. I, I won't eat for like seven days after this, and I'll be okay. I'll be fine. But as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, what happened? Right? What? what well, I, if some of our shows are talking about me while they're in Atlanta, I'm guessing nothing happened. But the Patriots had a walkthrough practice which is a lot of standing around. They were in their indoor practice facility at the Georgia Tech campus there in Atlanta, and uh, they went went at a one-hour and 20-minute practice, but the story is an illness. Dante Hightower, the linebacker for the Patriots, did not work out. He was not there under the weather. I was sick last week. I was still able to do the show, but I had to pause every five seconds and cough. You didn't hear that, but it, it would be like, I'm talking Yeah. I just kept turning the mic off and coming. So uh, no word yet whether Hightower is actually in any danger of missing the game, but he did miss practice. It was a walkthrough and Bill Belichick, Stonewall Jackson Belichick said nothing. He said, Well, we'll evaluate him tomorrow. But that's it. I mean that's 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 the big story, right? The players dressing in sweats and workout clothes, no jerseys, they didn't wear their helmets. Except the quarterbacks, that's it. They had a little walk-through practice. whoop dee damn Uh There you go. What about the Rams? Well, the Rams, because they're real men. They got that thick California blood, the Rams. They practiced outside on the grass right there in Flowery Branch, Georgia. It's hard to have a lot of masculinity when you're from Flowery Branch, Georgia. But that's where the practice facility of the Falcons is. And they worked out. And boy, really cold. Well, You talk about that polar vortex hitting Atlanta. 51 degrees. I love how they take the temperature during practice. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. But they pra- had a walkthrough also an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. So the, the only thing of note, the only thing of note here is Dante Hightower. That's it. That's the only thing of note. Which leads us to the Big Bafo Socko Pig. It's time now for the penny, the final time, Benny versus the penny. This is it. This is the swan song. We put the penny to bed. We've been doing this since the week one of the regular season, the last chance to predict an NFL game. Keep in mind, in the playoffs, I've won 80% of my bets in the playoffs, 8-2 in the postseason. Let's get to it. Here we go.
0: Welcome, players. You're welcome. Are you up for more Mallard mayhem? It's time now. The Penny versus the Penny.
5: That it is, and that's one game. That one game in Georgia on Sunday, Super Bowl 53, New England. They were an 11-win regular season team. The Rams, 13-3. Not on Fox. Don't watch the Super Bowl. Not on Fox. You're stuck with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Now, the Patriots and Rams opened up a pick'em. Some even had the Rams as a one-point favorite. The Patriots, though, now favored by two and a half. The Patsies favored by two and a half. The pick is the Rams. The right side to pick is the Rams. Now, the public, depending on where you go to get your information, the public's all over the Patriots. They are loading up on New England. When I say loading up, some say over 80% of the early money in favor of the Patriots. Just game action. Props are obviously different. Now, I'm picking the Rams, and I can walk you through this. A, the Patriots, they have done a 180 this season. They have gone from the long-in-the-tooth Patriots who were done. And I know this from doing the shows on WEI that you know people were freaking out. Some people were like, ah, oh, they're, they're screwed. They got problems." But they've gone from that team and that was going to make a quick exit in the playoffs, and our friend Rob Parker, our colleague here, he had already buried them. He was holding the shovel. They've gone from that team, and now they are the presumptive favorite. The public, as I said, loading up on New England in this particular game. They can't get enough of Tom Brady and his friends. Can't get enough as the betting favorite. Now, you would assume – if you want to, I don't want to do too much X's and O's, but you would assume the Patriots' approach will be somewhat similar to the Kansas City game. A lot of Sony Michelle, a lot of James White catching passes, mix in Rex Burkhead, James Devlin might even get a few carries. The big lumbering fullback, because Belichick's a throwback to the olden days, because all this dirt, so he puts the fullback in there with with Devlin. But then. You, you would think the Rams will counter that and attempt to put eight men in the box, right, attack, and try to get— It's hard to say you want Tom Brady to throw, and Tom Brady's been like a ninja. I mentioned this on the an earlier show, but I don't give the Patriots offensive line credit. Brady hasn't even been touched. The only time he gets touched is when he sits on the bench. His butt hits the bench. In the playoffs, it's been unreal. Joey Bosa and these guys, D. Ford, have been irrelevant because he's like a ninja. Tom Brady, getting rid of the football, and this is the thing that separates Brady from so many of these other quarterbacks is he's able to get rid of the ball so quick. It neutralizes all these hot shot first round top of the draft players who rush the quarterback, and it certainly did that with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Brady was only pressured on 15% of his dropbacks. 15%. That means 85% of the time, Brady had enough time to get rid of the ball, didn't have to worry about anything. Lowest in the entire postseason, which is a good reason why the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Now, B, the key to this game is in Kansu and Aaron Donald. Now, I say that because you ha- you look at this. Now, Aaron Donald's not likely going to be sack. Tom Brady too much because Brady gets rid of the ball so much, but if the Rams are to win this game and Dama shuts down the middle of the field, the running game, and then Akib Tlaib, former Patriot Akib Tlaib, he then shadows Julian Edelman, slowing Edelman down. The past seven games, the Rams' defense, they have been a championship defense with Akib Tlaib. They're giving up less than 225 yards, passing in that stretch, less than 7 yards per attempt, which is good. And quarterbacks very rarely have thrown touchdown passes, just 8 touchdowns in 7 games against the Rams defense, passing in that stretch with a key delete. Prior to that, the Rams were getting gouged. They were getting run over, bull rushed by opposing teams. They were giving up over 8 yards per pass attempt. And almost 275 yards per game, and quarterbacks were throwing touchdowns on like 7% of their passes, which is a lot. Now, Wade Phillips has given Tom Brady some statistical heartache in the playoffs. Now, Brady does have a winning record, but has had some of his worst playoff performances against Wade Phillips when Wade was in Denver. And the mob squad certainly is capable on one given Sunday of providing a ball-hawking fumble-forcing, chaos-wrecking type of performance, a signature performance for these hot-shot, big-name players the Rams traded for and acquired in free agency. And then meanwhile, with Sean McVay's offense, the Rams should also play keep-away with Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson. Run, 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 run. Run, run. Yeah, run. Run the ball. That's what you got to do. Mix in some bubble screens, you're in business. One of the ways I've noticed from watching the Patriots this year, and it's something that people don't like to talk about. They do have kryptonite. They lost five games. They're not perfect. But the, the weak link of the Patriots to me, and we'll see if the Rams exploit this, is to get that speed back. We saw the Dolphins do this. Uh, Tennessee had success with this. You get the running back out in space, maybe a short passing game, and then force Kyle Van Oy and Dante Hightower to chase after them. It doesn't go well for the Patriots when those guys have to chase down speedy players, speedy running backs. Uh, so that's the kryptonite. Can you get the Patriots in falling into that kryptonite? Can you get that to happen? And I, I certainly think the Rams have to run the ball early because I don't trust Jared Goff. Let him get his legs underneath him at the beginning of the game. But Goff also hasn't been under pressure much. He's He's been pretty good about getting rid of the ball. The Rams have been able to run the ball against the Cowboys they ran the ball very well, not so much in New Orleans, but golf's only been pressured 23% of the time. And that's against the Cowboy defense, which was one of the, the tops, and the Saints had a pretty good defense this year too. So look for Aqib Talib to have a pick six for Aqib Talib. Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson, the battering-ram combo. Brandon Cooks gets his revenge. You can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. Rams 31 Patriots 23, Los Angeles wins Super Bowl 53. And
6: the penny picks. I know it's a little anticlimactic, Ben, but the penny agrees with you. Go uh, with the Rams. Uh, there you go. That's right, because I'm 8-2 in the playoffs, Coop.
5: 8-2. 80% winners. Let me, me double-check that. Hold on. You can double-check it all you want. 80% Coop. The only ones, I'll tell you the ones I got wrong. You want to know the ones I got wrong? I'll I- tell I'm you the ones. I'm looking, one. I'm looking. I got the Baltimore... Charger game wrong. I see you have three losses. What, in the, is my in the third, what is my third loss? Go ahead.
6: Oh, wait, I lied.
5: <laughs> Liar! Liar! All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie. His hands are covered in cheesesteak and pizza, solid gold. Judas, whatever, Garcia. Yeah, you are not you know, lying about boy, that. Boy, this is a big food day for us, Eddie. This is. Yeah, I, feel we, like, I, I, man. I
7: said we're having our Super Bowl party we tonight. Are. Yeah. I will not be eating anything during the Super Bowl. But that's, that's, all right. that's, that's all right. That's all right. No, I'm serious. Really?
5: Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess I got to go back to that. You know, on the weekends, I try to eat a little more, but not this much. No, can't <laughs> do it. Yeah. But Co-
7: Coop doubled down on the tasty cakes too. He is really going all in. I well, did those not, are great. I did, I, they are great. I, I had did. one. I had one. I, I'm yeah. going to abstain from the tasty cakes, but I've had them before. They're very good. You have one. Try one. It's just yeah. You know, Stop. Peer it. pressure. Come I on know. Why not? You know when I uh, first I when I first started working here, and it's been a while. The first, first time I was here, uh, the, it was the first time uh, the Patriots were in the Super Bowl against the Rams.
5: Yeah, I remember. Uh, the, of course, it
7: was the St. Louis Rams. That's but, right. Uh, it's been, it's, that was a while ago, but uh, I was on the Patriots that day, and, and they pulled off what was at the time of the upset. I am going with the Rams this time around. I'm with right. you. I think yeah, the Rams are going to do right. it.
5: If not, you'd be off the show. You <laughs> have to pick yeah, the Rams. Right. That's a, there's a rule here. You'd be off the show.
7: Are we going to get Super Bowl picks from uh, the boys in there? i
5: I be sure. Sure. Coop, you want to make a big prediction here, Coopaloop? You're...
6: Well, let me start off by saying that Uh-oh. I would like the Rams to win. Uh, and that's all you have to say. But more importantly, what oh. I need a quarter to end with the Patriots <laughs> seven and the
5: Rams three. So you want a seven to three in any one? It doesn't have to be the first quarter. It can be.
6: It, it can be any. It can be. It could be the yeah. first quarter. Any quarter. So I like yeah. just and you know it can be. You know. I don't know. Seven to thirteen. Rams that that works. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. All right. So
5: how much did you pay for that little box that you got
6: there that had that What's store? in the box? What's in oh, the I box? I bought two squares. They were two $50 do- they were 50 a square. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, my other square numbers are not so great. It's uh 8 and 9. Oh, 8 and 9? Oh. I oh, <laughs> oh, have no, no chance. No, but good.
5: 7 and 3? 7 and 3 is not bad. Yeah. Well, 8 and 9 Wait, who's got the nine? Who's got the eight? What is it? Let, let me double check. All right, because you could get three field goals and then a touchdown and a point after you know a two point conversion. You could. There's a path to get a- there.
6: AFC that. eight, NFC nine. All right. So, so yeah, the, same, the Rams eight. would
5: have to kick three field goals and then the Patriots would have to get a touchdown and a two point conversion.
6: Yeah. Yeah. That's.
5: Yeah, uh, just keep eating that pizza. Yeah, that's that's
6: know? that square is not too good, but seven right. and three, I'm hoping. All right.
5: Uh, let's go to the phone. Roberto, you want to make your pick, Roberto? You're, you're big, uh,
6: yeah, I hate fan. both teams. I wish they would both die, but it's not going to happen. Very <laughs> uh, kind of you to say yeah. that. Very uh, nice.
5: Uh, Screw you. Patriots are going to win. Raider fan. Wow. Wow. Pick the Patriots. Uh, Rams you're win. You're going to go work, uh, you're going to follow the old guy that used no, to have that no. job? You're going to go do that? that, that, that. You want to take a picture with Tom Brady and cuddle with him? You want to do that? No, no way.
6: I just want to yeah. point out that. Uh, Talk about how
5: uh, he's only 20 years old. Leave him alone.
6: Well, I, yes, ca- I came back to you, Ben. Okay, good. You they, did. They, they tried to take me. They did. And I came back. You said no. Yep. You got loyalty. That's right. You're still part of the family.
5: You're in the inner circle, Loop. You haven't left the, the inner circle. I, I got to go to the phone. Whoopi Pie Blair. Oh, that should be good. Oh, you should have heard him earlier, Eddie. He's bring sound effects to the whole. Hello, Whoopi ah! Pie Blair, are you there, Blair? Yeah, I'm putting. Hold
9: on, I gotta. I gotta put my. I gotta put my beanie on. It says Patriot. It's a Patriot beanie. Yeah, it's
5: good for radio. Yeah, it's good for, radio. Yeah, yeah, it's good good for you. I want to see that. Good, yeah. It's
9: good in eight degrees weather. Maybe I should go outside with it, put it on. Over your
5: mouth. Yeah, Blair tried to get me in trouble. He said, you're a Ram fan. You're gonna watch the game in L.A. He was uh, yapping around. <laughs> yeah, really got me in trouble, Blair. You're you're a good narc. You're quite the narc, Blair.
9: Should be in trouble in Boston trying to root for the Rams. You're in the wrong kind of wrong kind of radio station, man. What well, am I you supposed to lie? I'm supposed to, what am
5: I supposed to lie? I'm a beloved figure in Boston radio. What are you talking okay, about? I got, I got something for you. Why? Okay,
9: um, I wrote it down. Oh, I'm going go. to it. Where the heck did I put it? <laughs> um, Blair, Blair's got a. <laughs> I, got I learned.
5: I learned, I learned earlier, him. Eddie, that Blair has a Patriot blankie. I bet he does. Yeah, he does. He um, has a blankie and a warm glass of milk. Suck his
7: thumb. He
5: does.
9: Um, Yeah, you can suck your thumb with your team not in it. No, that's That's right. Who is it? The Pittsburgh Stewards. (coughs) (coughs) Pittsburgh Stewards suck.
5: You're hurting, Eddie. I I can tell. Suck all the time. You're hurting. hurting.
9: They're not in it this year, but maybe next year. Nope. You need some some meds. My number one, that is New England
5: Patriots. (laughs) Now your number, okay, p- uh, your number let me get to wait, my wait, thing. Wait, well, was Last wait. year it was the Philadelphia... Yeah. I heard yeah. today on
9: the TV. Oh, you heard you're on
5: stupid. The
9: TV. Yeah, Rob Parker said Tom Brady is not the goat. How does that happen? How, well, well, Tom...
5: How Tom, Tom 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 Parker Br- know what? that Tom Brady's well, not
9: the goat I, when he is the
5: goat? Well, Tom Brady's not a goat. He's a human being. And goats are different. Uh, yeah. The anatomy no. is different on I'm, a goat okay, than a human I'll being. I'll go
9: down, but it's... There's a fact that Tom Brady is just amazing when he yeah. when he can get the ball to Edelman, yeah. Julian Edelman. Yeah. And, and hey, just
5: hey, the hey, way hey, he hey,
9: plays hey, is amazing. Yeah, well, not against the Chiefs. He's amazing.
5: Not and when the... we win, it will be amazing. Another
9: Super Bowl, six Super Bowl rings, baby.
5: Oh yeah. please! You just moved, you just moved to Maine like yeah. two years ago. What are you talking? About? Now, now Whoopi yeah. Pie Blair. I right, stop that. Whoopi Pie Blair, listen to me. Ba. Yeah. <laughs> Philly Rob is here, right? He loves yes, Philadelphia. He, he said he'll come back again and have a party for us if you sing Fly Eagles Fly. Can you sing that for Philly Rob? Let's
9: go, Patriots. No, that's not the song. Let's go, Patriots. That's not the song. <laughs> let's go, Patriots. Philly Rob
5: says he wants to give the guillotine let's to you right now. Let's
9: go, Patriots, Philly Rob. Yeah, let's go, Patriots, baby. Woo!
7: There you go. Another award-winning call from Whoopi Pie Blair.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing dirty sports scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon.
4: Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa, for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars. Anyone can win. Relationships matter, and only one All Star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It's Mallor. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
5: Ivinson got it right, by the way. And the Koopa Loop.
6: All right, Ben. Uh, earlier this year, Pro Bowl cornerback Patrick... Hey, Coop. Peter- I know you got a big in-studio audience. Can you tell them to be quiet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. uh, Patrick Peterson requested a trade from the Cardinals earlier in the season. Now he's apologized at a local golf event and said that he's, quote, here to stay do you believe him?
5: No, I don't believe he's there to stay, nor should he want to be there to stay. The Cardinals, number one, are heading to the slaughterhouse again this year. Uh, they got the number one pick. They, they, we don't know what they're going to do in the offseason, but we assume they're going to suck again. They're way behind the Rams and the Seahawks. They're, they're on a boat lost at sea. The franchise is going to continue to be a basement-dwelling, losing franchise. So why would you want to stay? Right? Peterson's been around for eight years. I know Phoenix is a great place to live, but wouldn't you want to go somewhere else and be on a better team? I say he gets traded. I think he could be traded around the NFL draft. Keep an eye on this, and this is a boomerang situation. I, I would suspect that teams start knocking on the door for Patrick Peterson as we get
6: closer to the NFL draft. Next! Now, Deshaun Jackson flat-out said on Wednesday that he would like to join the Rams. What is he, Anthony Davis? Yeah, I guess Something so. With that, man. Ben, would you want him on the Rams?
5: I, I don't mind. Well, he's a former Eagle. I can overlook that. He's from the L.A. area. He's from the LBC. I I knew of him when he was in high school because I had a friend that worked at the high school, uh, Long Beach Poly, that he was at. But, hey, anyway, listen. Here's the point. Yes, of course. There's enough room on the Rams station wagon to bring in Deshaun Watson and put him there You want guys that want to be Rams. I love this. I love when guys want Clippers, Rams, Dodgers. Everyone wants to play for my teams. I'm all about it. Now, the problem is I don't know what Deshaun Jackson has left. Like Everyone says he's done in Tampa. They're going to get rid of him, and that's one of the reasons he said this or whatever, but he's
6: he's in his last year of his prime. But other than that, yeah, the name sounds great. All right, next – now another interesting question for Rob Gronkowski revealed that Gronk loves being tickled. Yeah, ever since sixth <laughs> grade or ever since second grade, apparently. Ben, are you ticklish? Yes, I am. I'm ticklish on the bottom of my feet and my the back of like my side of my neck.
5: If you hit and under my arms, those three spots I'm ticklish. Are you ticklish, Coop? Yes. Where? I'm not going to reveal that. <laughs> All right. You know, I I read years ago. This is the kind of dumb stuff I, I'm into. I read years ago that. You know why we're ticklish? You know why human beings are ticklish? I don't. Th- this is great here. We are ticklish. It is part of evolution. It's a defense mechanism. We are ticklish in our weak spots on our body, and we naturally have evolved to laugh and smile so people will not injure those parts of our body. Interesting. How do we do, Coop?
0: You passed. I won because of the tickles. That's, I try to make that up, by the way. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. Big Ben's
5: Lame jokes of the Week. Actual jokes sent in by actual listeners like yourself. And many people like weed men on this bit. They love... They love themselves, the Weed Man. Hello, Weed Man in Miami.
9: Ben, I love you so. Billy Crystal was doing color at the Laker Clipper game, yeah. and he said, Who? he said, in the bad years, he was still glued to his feet because he was glued to his feet. <laughs> oh,
5: me, oh, my Yeah. I want to point out, Billy Crystal, not a Laker fan. Major Hollywood star, not a Laker fan, a, a Clipper, Clipper fan. A make right. me laugh.
9: I'm
5: really right. He's mad. the one. He's a Nick fan. No, he's not. No, yeah, so he's I, a
9: Clipper fan.
5: All right, anyway, uh, so I'll bounce the joke off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me. I will then give the punchline. Roberto will play this if it's funny. He'll play this if it's not funny. And this if he can go either way. Coop's got some offensive jokes. We got a lot of jokes. I'm not going to get to all of them. I'll get to as many of them as I can. So let's get started. Blair in Maine, Eddie, is advising you to stand in the corner to warm up during the polar vortex. Oh, really? Yeah, he says always 90 degrees there. (laughs) I don't think Roberto gets the... Yeah. See these walls, Roberto, when they come together in a corner... (laughs) It's, it's oh, not uh, all right. Moving on. It's not that funny. How horrifically cold is the polar vortex, Eddie? Uh, how cold is it, Ben? It's so cold that Elizabeth Warren claims that she's an Eskimo. How about that? That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's uh, from Eek in, in uh, all right, Eek Re- in Roseville, <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, Fluffy Dave's desk got really cold with the Polar Vortex. There's a theme, Eddie. Have you noticed the theme here? Yeah, Polar Vortex. It got really cold. His desk got really cold, Eddie. How cold did it get? It's now an ice cubicle. Now it's an ice. All right. There you go. All right. People (laughs) are stupid. Yeah. Coming from you. Why couldn't the Dairy Queen have any kids,
7: Eddie? I don't know, Ben. Why couldn't the Dairy Queen have any kids? She she, she married Mr. Softy. Yeah.
5: That's the problem. <laughs> That's the <a>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <was a> problem. <laughs> it was a, all right. Well, I think this one's for. Now I want you to know that I I do this not to be offensive. Roberto, you've said you like these kind of jokes, right? Of course, yeah. All right, and uh, I got one too. Oh, good. All right. What? <laughs> what's Roberto's favorite Mexican dish to eat when cold?
7: Uh, Roberto's favorite Mexican dish to eat when cold. What is it, Ben? A burrito.
6: (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) Racist. All right.
5: Did you you hear about the Norwegian hiker that was castrated by a grizzly bear? No, no, I did not. (laughs) Yeah, his name was Claude Balls. Was <laughs> That's uh, That's, uh, that's uh, surfer. Surfer Todd the comedian is the uh, guy that sent that one in. That's very good. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh Coopaloop, you got any offensive? Oh, Coops got some oh he does. Wow. All right. Good. I, I sent you some Coop, I think. I You did,
6: uh, but you didn't uh you didn't give credit to whoever uh, sent them to you. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's a bad job on uh, me. This uh. one's from Nick in St. Paul. All right. Uh, you know I I earlier earlier today I got a tattoo of Weed Man Hippie on my arm. You did? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, ten minutes later my arm stopped working. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> that's that's good. I hear we've been laughing. Oh, he's that's laughing. great. what oh, right. why, why,
5: why, why does the NBA player Anthony Davis love soccer so much?
7: Oh, I don't know. Why does Anthony Davis love soccer? <laughs> you get to switch teams halfway through, Eddie. He
5: loves it. He's, he's, he's absolutely great. All right. Uh, all right. What do you call it when Megan Marco gets an, an enema, Eddie? Uh, Megan oh Marco. Uh,
7: <laughs> I don't know what you call it when <laughs> <laughs> Megan Marco gets an enema. It's a royal flush, Eddie.
5: These <laughs> are good. It's a George in Rochester, Minnesota. This one comes from the Inca Terror. <laughs> what did Giselle say to Tom after the Super Bowl?
7: Oh, I don't know. What did Giselle say to Tom after the Super Bowl? She
5: said, You can ram it all day, you can ram it all night. That's exactly what she said. Very nice of her to say that. <laughs>
7: <laughs> what do you get when you rub two oranges together? Two oranges rubbed together. What does that do?
5: Pulp friction, Eddie. That's pulp friction when you rub the oranges together. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. This one's a little saucy, Eddie. It comes from Bill in Iowa. I should have sent it to Koopaloo. I should have. Maybe I'll give this to Coop in a moment. I'm going to give this to Coop in a moment. Right. See if he wants to. I'm going to save that. Why don't we pause for the cause? we got a bunch more and I, we're just this is the tip of the iceberg, if you will, in this polar vortex edition of Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. We'll get to the rest of them. Roberto's got a joke. Coop's got some more. We'll do it all, and we'll do it next. All right, back to the jokes we go. We don't have a lot of time, so let's get right to it. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. We're trying to have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. Here we go. Oh, oh, boy. What do the Village People and the Monday Night Football Broadcast booth have in
7: common, Eddie? <laughs> Ooh, village People and Monday Night Football Broadcast crew. What do they have in common, Ben? They both
5: have a cowboy that sucks,
7: Eddie. They both. Uh, there you go. Uh, All right. I, I was uh, Bill, uh,
5: Bill in Iowa. Uh, Bill in Iowa sent that one in. How many Lakers does it take to screw in a light bulb, Weed Man eight, Hippie? How many? i many five. No, only LeBron. He just holds the light bulb. The world revolves around him, and that's... That's how that works. Uh, how How do the how do the Amish hunt, Eddie? Uh, I don't know, Ben. How do the Amish hunt? They sneak up to a deer and build a barn around it. Is what <laughs> they do. <laughs> <that's>, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, it's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, all right, this is actually pretty good. Did you hear? Netflix and Hulu are both making competing documentaries featuring Saints fans.
7: No, I did not hear
5: that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're calling it the Crier Festival, is what they're calling it. <laughs> Get <laughs> <out of> it! <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Way to go, weed man. Roberto, you got a joke over there, Roberto. What do you yeah. have over What's there? What's the difference right. between
6: Mexicans and problems? Oh, boy. I, I don't know. <s electrolyte> Problems are sometimes called setbacks. Mexicans? Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. So no, no, oh, no, 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 no Oh, that no. one. Oh, Latinos. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. right. right. What are you guys thinking? <laughs> <don't know>. Racist. <laughs> Latinos.
0: You <laughs> guys
5: are racist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Touche. Did you Did you see the company sent Danny G to the Super Bowl where he quickly betrayed me, Eddie? Did you see uh, that? Yes, I did see that. It's yeah. rumored that his per diem is thirty pieces of silver. That's his per diem. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Bill Bill from Iowa. Uh, Why is Danny G credited with creating the polar vortex? Uh, No,
7: I don't know. Why is Danny G credited with that?
5: Because he's as cold as ice, Eddie. That's why. (laughs) So uh, Kurt from Earth sent that one in. Thank you, Kurt. What do you have over there, Coop? It's Big Ben's Lame
6: Jokes of the Week. I don't know who this is from, but it's it's not from me. All right. Why can't lesbians diet? Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. It's hard to eat Jenny Craig with Mary Kay on your face. Yeah. All right, that's not. Come on. Uh,
9: all right, I don't know where that came. From.
5: All right. What? All right. Well, what? Oh boy. Uh, I don't even where where we go from. Here. Yeah, that's not a home run. How dare you. All right. Uh how do you get Justin Cooper to 100% see your message?
7: I don't know. How do you get How do you get Justin Cooper to 100% see your message? You up? Uh, you posted on LeBron James package. That's what you do, right there. Uh, That's from Gary. <laughs> I
6: don't even like LeBron James. Uh,
5: all right, uh, let's see here. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. All right, I should have sent this to you, Coop. Oh, uh, this is from Sean in Oceanside. You know what makes Brokeback Mountain such a rare film? Eddie?
7: Uh, no, what what makes Brokeback Mountain such a rare film?
5: It's the only Western that Hollywood's ever made where the good guy gets it in the end. That's the only one right there. That's, uh, that's uh, Sean. Uh, that's not right, man. Come on, Sean. How dare you? That's a 15-year-old joke. Okay. That's all right. Uh, Weedman's ex-wife misses him. Eddie. What, sh- what should she do?
7: Uh, I don't know. What should... Uh Weed, man, weed Man's next do. <laughs> work,
5: work, work on her aim. Or, uh, yeah. all, right, that's, uh, all right. it's just Eakin, Roseville, Minnesota. How did Weed Man lose his entire fortune? Oh, I don't know. How
7: did Weedman Man lose his entire fortune? He, he kept signing blank checks, Eddie. That's uh That's uh,
5: some Just Josh. <laughs> all right. Uh, cl- Five seconds. All right. All right. What, well, we'll give you the closer on the other side. How about that? Yeah. Oh, it's that good, huh? It's that good. All I'm right. going to save the closer for the other side. That's what we're going to do. Yeah.